بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم الحمد لله رب العالمين والصلاة والسلام على أشرف الأنبياء والمرسلين محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وعلى آله وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا أما بعد My brothers and sisters A good friend of mine asked me a very 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 interesting and very I think topical question which is probably in the uh, you know minds of several people He said to me that Uh, is there any problem with uh, keeping some savings, making some savings for a rainy day? So I said to him, there is no problem in keeping or having some savings. But to say that these are for a rainy day, that's the problem. So he said, What's, why is that a problem? I said, because when you are saying that these savings are for a rainy day, you are saying that my tawakkul, my trust is on the savings. A rainy day meaning in case of any difficulty, in case of any trouble. And you are saying that in case of any trouble, I must have some money. <laughs> so therefore, the solution for my troubles is the money. This is the essence of shirk. Tawakkul ala lasbab huwa shirk. To have tawakkul on Material means, whether it is money, whether it is people, whether it is position, authority, whatever, is shirk. It, it is idolatry. It is joining partners with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Because our belief and faith in Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah. That there is no one who has any authority, any power, any ability, any strength, any uh, control except Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. <laughs> Now, to have some savings, no problem. Alhamdulillah, Islam does not prevent us or stop us from having, uh, you know, from saving some money or uh, buying some property and so on and so forth. After all, the laws of inheritance are evidence that this is permissible because if it was not permissible, we would not have laws of inheritance. We have laws of inheritance because these things are, it is permissible. But to have them with this feeling in the back of the mind, that our reliance is on that. Now, obviously, no Muslim will say, I rely on my bank account and not Allah. He's not saying that. But the first thought in the mind, what is the first thought in my mind? Oh, I have savings. Oh, I have this. I have that. Now, think about that. Take, for example, the earthquake that happened in, in, uh, in Turkey and, and Syria recently. We heard the story of this man who owned... Eight or nine apartment blocks, right? So multi-multi-storied apartment blocks. Now imagine what kind of a wealthy person that must have been who owns not just one, but eight or nine of them. So we don't know how many apartments in each and so on and so forth, but dozens of them, obviously. And he is getting the rent from all of those. So he has this huge capital investment, huge capital asset, plus he's getting a lot of revenue from that. One earthquake everything got leveled, right? Everything got leveled. And this man was standing in a line of people waiting for uh, us, you know, who were being given bread. So he was in, a, in the bread line. Literally, literally instantaneously. One earthquake, one jerk, everything gone. So now, if we have our reliance on material things, this is one possible outcome of that. 
But that, that apart, the fact is that when we stand before Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, what are we going to say to him? That we relied on material things. We have the, the you know, the example of Rasulullah Obviously, nobody can reach that. And I'm not saying that this is exactly what we should do. But as a, as a guiding star, we know the, the story of his passing away, his last moments on the earth. When he asked Sayyidah Aisha Siddiqa radiallahu is there any, what do you have in the house? And she brought to him five or six coins. He took them in his hand and he said, is this how you want me to meet my Rabb? Meaning even this money, he said, give it away in charity. And when he died, there was nothing in the house. Now obviously, as I said, the laws of inheritance are there, which means that it is perfectly halal and jayz and permissible to have property and so on and so forth and leave that to your children and to whoever inherits from you. But to have reliance on that. So that is why the whole issue of niya, of what is the intention, what is in the heart, not just what's in the action. The action is based on the intention and the action is rewarded in accordance with the intention. Innamal amalu bin niyat. The amal is based on the niya. The niya decides whether this amal, the, the intention decides whether the action is good or not good. <laughs> because if you just take, if you, <coughs> if you take any action, <coughs> the action of giving a gift and giving a bribe, in terms of the physical action, is exactly the same. There's no difference. You have one person giving something to another person. But one is halal, permissible, recommended, and the other one is haram. It is haram to give, it's haram to take. Whereas as a gift, alhamdulillah, it is permissible and it is recommended to give and to take. What's the difference? The difference is intention. So if you were, you know, if you had a camera in the room and this transaction was happening, there would be no difference. In, in terms of the, of, of the film, you watch the film, it says the same thing. But what makes one right and, and the other one wrong is the intention. One is being given out of friendship, out of, out of love. The other one is being given in order to get something out of turn. The intention of it. Similarly, take salah. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Allah said, woe to those who pray. But the person is praying. So if you see the action, the action is there. But the prayer is to show people. The prayer is being done at the last time, is being delayed. Whom you are own to show the to show the people, to you know so, show show their sort of piety. Now this is these are the kinds of things that uh, we must guard, specially guard against. And for that, it's very necessary to be very much in touch with our hearts and to see and to know and to be aware of what is happening in our heart on a ongoing basis right literally online basis that what's happened what's the situation in my heart i always remind myself and you uh, about this beautiful story of sayyidina ali bin talib in one battle he had the enemy on the ground he was sitting astride across the chest of the enemy and he had his sword in his hand and he was about to stab down to kill his enemy when the enemy spat in his face. Sayyidina Ali immediately left the man and stood up. 
Now, this guy was like literally one second away from death. And the next thing he knows, the person who's going to kill him has left him and is standing up. So this man got up and he said to him, what happened? <laughs> Why did you kill me? Sayyidina Ali said, when I was fighting you, I was fighting you for the sake of Allah. But when you spat in my face, I got angry. So now if I had killed you, it would have been for myself. And I don't, I'm not in that business. I'm, I don't kill people. I don't kill people for myself. And the man accepted Islam. The point being that what must have been the level of self-awareness, the constant watching of the near, constant watching of the intention, which Sayyidina Ali because of which, even in the middle of battle, the, anybody who's, who's done any martial arts, you realize that in, in, when you are fighting, there is the expert martial artist, is his action is faster than thought. And that's why they are so good. Its action is completely reflex. And they're so, so, so fast and so accurate because their action is faster than thought. But despite that, as a warrior in battle, where your life literally literally depends on how fast you are, to have that level of self-awareness of your actions, to say, my action, is it, it was halal to begin with, it was good to begin with because my intention was good, but does it continue to be good? Because this is the aspect of the niya which I want to conclude with. This is, we have to, the niya is like, as they say, it's like carrying a, uh, a bag of money or you're carrying a wallet uh, when you are going in a big crowd in, in a place which is very crowded and where you know there are there are pickpockets right big railway stations affairs and so on so what do you do you literally have your hand on your pocket or you have that wallet in your hand instead of in your pocket because you know that it is it is eminently possible that you your wallet is in your pocket it's safe but by the time you come out of the other end you have no wallet because it's gone and this is what shaitan does. Shaitan takes your wallet, meaning your iman, and takes our good deeds en route. So we start with a good intention, but on the way, the intention gets corrupted. On the way, the intention gets uh, adulterated. And when you come out of the other side, it's gone. And that is the reason why it's very important to continuously keep monitoring the intention to ensure that the intention, the ikhlas and niya, the sincerity of the intention remains intact and doesn't get and does not get compromised. I ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to help us to have pure intentions and to help us to keep them pure throughout and to accept our intentions and accept our actions, inshallah. وصلى الله على نبينا الكريم وعلى اله وصحبه اجمعين برحمه الله